What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the 30-year anniversary this week of Gary Bettman being named the commissioner of the National Hockey League. And I just wonder, how do we rate Gary Bettman as, as the commissioner of the National Hockey League? Quite frankly, I don't have a problem with it. The only problem I have with Gary Bettman was as a New Yorker and a basketball guy who knew nothing about hockey, he figured it out. Got to give people a chance to figure it out. If they don't figure it out, then that's on them. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's me, the champ. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, broadcasting live today on YouTube and WQEE Radio. No Game Plus television today, and I got some funny thoughts on that. Let's bring in the moose here in hour two, if you don't mind. Maybe you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or something kooky that I've never even heard of. Moose, um, this is the... <laughs> hey, what'd you do? What did you do? Did you turn the light on? What did you do? We we tinkered a little bit. We tinkered a little bit. Okay. That's what we do around here. We tinker. And it's funny, because I open up the 902 text line, and I'm just... <laughs> people blasting me that we're not on game plus television today. And I'm just like, I think people are going to get with it. Uh, the longer that we go, but it's like trying to find stuff on the streams here. Like, come on, what's it like in your house, dude? We're sitting here. Paramount plus paramount Netflix, <laughs> Amazon prime, baby, YouTube. It's no different. Eventually you'll find it to sit and write mm-hmm. a letter and be upset about it. It's, just go and find it. Is it an old people thing that the young people are conditioned to find stuff? What, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. And it's a little bit of like, you know, if it's not in the one place, the first place you look for it, I'm sending a letter. Like I won't open the second yeah. door or the third door just to take a peek and see if it's there. It's not always where I have it. And you know what? I mean, I get it. But at the same time, we're not that hard to find. Just flip open the YouTube app. It's right next to your television. Uh, where you were surfing for Game Plus anyways. Uh, yeah, I can. Pr- this is my prediction. We've got Kevin, the medium, watching right now. Here's my seeing the future. This is where it gets really kooky. But this is like every day. It gets kooky uh, at this time of the show. I don't know why. Um, did I mention Serena Taylor coming up this hour and Rob Vanstone? They've always got their strong thoughts. Uh it's been fun today, if you've noticed. I'll say it again. I, I can't. I was going into the Panthers game last night, and somebody said to me that the, the CFL talk on your show is boring. And I'm like, yeah, well, don't listen then. That would be like those of us that were raised on Don Cherry, which we were saying, Don, don't talk about the American Hockey League. Nobody knows those teams. right? And you're the guy that made me aware of that. How do we even know about the American Hockey League? Because of great stories and reading his books, right? That, that's, yeah. that's me. And it's the Rod Peterson show. So we're going to talk about it if we want to talk about it. And we're going to talk about the NHL too. But John in Edmonton writes in and says, what do you have to say to all the CFL fans who don't like Thursday or Sunday games? Because the schedule came out yesterday. What I have to say to them is deal with it and stop bitching. I said that I was going to 
give you a uh I actually I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. Yellowstone line. How far are you into season five of Yellowstone? Uh we're four full episodes in, episode five tonight. Okay, there isn't too much spoiler here, but I'll just say that you know, John Dutton, played by Kevin Costner, says in it. It's in a preview. Uh, it was in a, like, coming up on the next Yellowstone. You know, he goes, yeah. the world's being run by cowards these days. You've seen that line, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's right. It is. <laughs> but then in episode five, he goes on to say, all you got to do is learn how to blame and complain. And I'm like, no spit. Or as my guy Don Narcisse down, says down in Houston, no stuff. <laughs> right? That's exactly yeah. it. And yeah. cowards will lie and they'll blame and they'll complain. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they're not the ones who win. They're not the ones who win. So that's why, and my phone blew up this morning that people are upset that the riders are claiming that my report was wrong that Pete Costanza declined the offer to be the Saskatchewan offensive coordinator. And I'm like, that I should be mad. They're like, that's a lie. And I'm like, I don't really care because I know the truth. So I think we could all see where this is going. Yeah. The walls are closing in over there. Uh, 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 Ted in Red Deer says, Gary Bettman is a basketball guy who figured out hockey on the job. And Rod is a hockey guy who figured out football. Give people a chance, people. Boy, am am I ever glad that there was no Twitter (laughs) or Facebook when I started as the voice of the Riders in 1999? Because, and funny he says that, I read a story about Benton years ago that when he got named commissioner of the NHL, somebody threw him a puck and he tried to unscrew it. That's how unfamiliar he was with hockey or the National Hockey League. And I I know there's a lot of people that don't like him, but I've been around him a lot. And I just I just look at somebody's record, somebody's body of work. What more do you need? And I don't know if Batman's responsible for all of what's gone on, but yet I don't think over 30 years you could screw up and stay this long if you were a screw up. Agree or disagree? Agree. You you wouldn't. And I think the only I think one of the issues that people have just from the outset is that Winnipeg left during his tenure, but guess what? They already, they all, they came back and that there hasn't been expansion to places like Quebec city again, um, since the Nordique left, but those are financial things. And we talked about how much better the league is financially. Now the revenues are up. The television network deals are better. It's in more homes available to more people. I think there's more good, way more good than bad. That's happened over the last three decades since Bettman has been in charge. To, uh, I'll just say this for the Canadian Football League fans because several have tuned in. Here is your update today. The BC Lions have extended their co-general managers for two more seasons, Neil McAvoy and Rick Campbell. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers have signed defensive back Winston Rose for one more year. And I think that's it. We've debated a little bit the schedule coming out, but that was yesterday. Um, turning our attention to today uh number one our rock star of the day yesterday was ron dugay the rangers great and serena who's coming up next said can you just imagine being with him and just hearing his stories and by the way i'm sober i believe dugay is too i'm pretty sure i'd have to check that but he's only two and a half hours up the coast i'm like let's make it happen see if he wants to bring along his date sarah palin like, do you follow Dugay's Instagram stories? You must watch his oh, yeah. Instagram stories. Of course. Do you notice how he's like filming Sarah Palin and she's highly uncomfortable? She's like, put that thing away. And you can hear him giggling as he's filming. <laughs> it's the best thing. It's the best thing of content anywhere in the world right now. It's so good. It's so good, Rod. You got it's two and a half hours. Get in the car. Take the trip, make it happen, show up oh. at his front door, bring a casserole, whatever you need to do, and have some fun. be so much fun. Uh, the poll yeah. question today, before we go any further, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. It's day 12 of our NHL jersey bracket challenge. 
Darren's come up with this. These these are the retro reverse jerseys this year. The Washington Capitals and Columbus Blue Jackets were asking you to vote on one of them. And to me, it's not even close. I voted for Washington. Darren voted for Washington. Let me just get a quick check of what, what YouTube, 70%. Clark tells me 70% on YouTube voting for it. And oh, 92% on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, voting for the Washington Capitals. I think it's awesome. And uh, just so you know, an hour ago, we went deep into last night's 12 NHL games. Ovi's chase of the Gretzky record. He hit 800 last night, and we're very excited to announce that we are now nationally ranked in Canada as a hockey podcast. Uh, I'm very excited about that because that is not easy to do. Um, Tonight in the National Hockey League, you're very lucky, Darren, because there are two doubleheaders, or sorry, two games. One doubleheader. Montreal at Ottawa, which is, by the way, tomorrow's jersey matchup. Spoiler alert in the uh, retro reverse. And later on, the Vancouver Canucks at the Calgary Flames. And I have to be honest with you, I love when the Orders and Flames games are staggered. I don't like when they play on the same night at all. I don't like it. Um, they say men's brains are only wired to be able to concentrate on one thing. Keep the jokes out of it. I just believe that's the case. And they say women can concentrate on many things at one time, but men can't. I'm living proof that that's the truth. Said it a million times. Like I'm sitting there last night at the Columbus, Florida game, and my you know phone's going off about what Jack Campbell's like, you know, a sieve in Nashville, and this is going on, that's going on. I'm like, ah, Ovi's going on. I can't do it. Can you? Only to an extent. My mind can go in different ways and can, and can be thinking about four things at the same time, but my body can't execute on multiple things at the same time, if that makes sense, right? I can't put those thoughts in my head and then act on two things at once. Don't have that ability. Uh, impossible. So, uh, yeah, I'm about halfway there. couple things just... As I say, this is where the show gets kooky. It's 111 Eastern, by the way. Visualize a positive outcome. Beautiful. And it will be observed. 1111 Mountain. Um, I don't mind turning this over to the viewers. This is actually Darren's last segment of the day. So if you have something to say, you chime in anytime, partner. Uh, but... Regarding those jerseys, Ted and Redyear says the Capitals jersey makes me think of Ole the goalie, Olaf Kolzik. Well, an hour ago, we talked about that. I said, what are these? Who's the first player you think of? Moose said Olaf Kolzik and Peter Bondra. I said Bondra only. And to be honest, a little bit of Jagger. And for Columbus, I said Cole Sillinger because why not? The Columbus has been around for 10 minutes. How can they have a retro jersey? The fact is, it's been 20 years, but it's been 20 years of crap. It reminds me of Roy Shivers when he. <laughs> was the rider general manager like jerseys man it's the one of the biggest things that we do in sports is jerseys and merchandising and by the way i've got a lot of people writing me and asking for our link to our merchandise so i hope we're up to snuff there but when we went to uh black jerseys with the rough riders holy smokes darren you'd have been a teen how much do you remember of when the saskatchewan rough riders went to black jerseys and pants do you remember that Beautiful. Oh yeah. I do. I think that was Kenton Keith days. I think Corey Holmes was with the Riders at that point. Matt Dominguez. Oh, yeah. These are some of the guys I grew up with watching. So, no, I remember that very, very well. And I actually liked it as something different. The, well, we all loved it. They sold like hotcakes, but our general manager was Roy Shibbett. He is the former St. Louis Cardinals running back. And he was the first one half of the first African-American coach and GM tandem in pro football history, him and Danny Barrett. It was his idea to go with the black jerseys, and frankly, I liked Roy. By the end, we hated each other. That's usually how my relationships go. But anyways, Roy was said, you can't have a black jersey because of tradition. We're green and we're white. And Roy says, yeah, you got, <laughs> you got a tradition, all right? You got a tradition of shit. And he was right. Yeah, who cares about your tradition? You've been awful. Let's try something new here. That was Roy. Um, 
Sheesh. I don't know why. And I don't mind. I said we would turn it over to the viewers here. Yeah. <laughs> Allie in Texarkana says, I'm with my mom in the car, and my mom is laughing so hard at Rod right now. Thank you. That's my goal, <laughs> is to make people laugh and make them happy. That's actually the truth. Uh, Jake Hughes says, who do you believe will be traded first, Bo Horvat or Brock Besser? Spicy. Um, I, we did, obviously, Jake wasn't watching the other, way, the other day. Kevin, the medium, can you fill him in? That's his dad. We're not really going to get into NHL trade re- rumors here. Although we are now a nationally ranked hockey podcast, there's enough of them to do that. That's not going to be us. And until the Canucks realize who they are, because I don't think they know who they are, I don't think they're going to trade anybody. Anybody. How many hours add up days, weeks, months were wasted on trading JT Miller last year, and then they ended up not doing it and re-signing him? And by the way, where did that get them? I don't want to be that show. You, Darren? Fair. No, fair. Fair. There's enough other shows that'll do that. Um, you know, and some people like it. I mean, I, I have time for it, um, some time for it, not a lot of time for it. Um, I think, you know, the teams sit around and spend time thinking about it too, and it never materializes. So there's obviously some time wasted there. But I'm with you on the Canucks, on the, you know, on the small bit of the rumor thing is they got to figure out what they are first before we start talking about trades. We got to figure out if they're in or if they're out because they go on a run and they look like a playoff team and a team that can, you know, be okay. And then they go the other way and they kind of muddle. So once they figure out what they are, then we can start deciding if we're going to trade these pieces. That's the thing is we're at a, we're not even at Christmas yet. And I don't blame Jake. We got teams that are really out of it already. What did I say? Ottawa Anaheim the other night. Why would you watch that? Neither one's going to be even in contention for the playoffs, let alone to win the whole thing. And for Vancouver, if they're talking about selling off pieces now, what does that tell you? And I'd rather talk about the teams that are in it. And tonight, Montreal at Ottawa, Detroit at Minnesota, and Vancouver at Calgary. These are big games. I don't think the Canucks are just quite out of it yet. Moose, thank you. Great job today. Good job on the lighting. We'll chat you. you later. Yeah. Serena Taylor coming up next. Now, she may completely disagree. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. So any questions you have for her, load them up. Rob Vanstone on the way, too. It's the RP Show. No TV today. We're on the streams. YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. No television today, no Game Plus, but we are on the streams, YouTube Live, and on the key, WQEE. And you see we've got our hockey analyst with us, Serena Taylor. I don't think she minds me saying Canada's first female play-by-play broadcaster. And uh, I hope you've come with some opinions. They're still talking about your last appearance in the Connor <laughs> Bedard thing. Uh, where what, what Can you encapsulate again? What was your opinion on him? My opinion was that he underperformed at the juniors in August. That was my opinion to kind of umbrella the whole thing. Yeah, okay, good. Well, it was funny because uh, I don't know, it was that night or the next day that I got a text from an NHL scout that said, she's right, by the way. And I said, I I know, and I don't need to tell her that. You didn't need to be told, did you? <laughs> but you told me. Yeah, I did. Well, of course. It's a compliment. Um, so there's a lot of things that we – and can and will get into with Serena here today, but you might as well jump right in the middle of it. Um, we're talking NHL, obviously. Kevin the Medium and his son Jake are talking about their Vancouver Canucks. And their question was, who will they trade first, Brock Besser or who was the other one? Not that it really matters. And I said, I don't really want to talk about the Canucks at this point. A Bull Horvat, mm-hmm. thank you, Clark. And Jake says they need to decide what they're going to do, rebuild or be mediocre. And I'm like, that's a conversation from the last decade for the Vancouver Canucks, don't you think? Absolutely. I I, I never predict who is going to get traded anywhere because I don't think any of us have ever been able to predict anything. It always kind of comes out of nowhere. So that's a really tough call. Do I think they need to do something? Yes. But it's kind of like we were talking about Anaheim this morning when they lost their big player, they had nothing left. And I kind of think that the same thing happened in Vancouver when the Sedins were done. Now, now they don't have that go-to guy, guys kind of thing. Uh, have never been replaced. That's a really good point. And, and here's the thing, folks. The more that you're on, the more that she's on, you're going to realize she doesn't need to be teed up. She doesn't need to be provoked. I don't really even know what to ask you because <laughs> she's the best there is. That's a fact. So I'm just going to start with the easiest thing, and we'll see where it goes. And that's the Edmonton Oilers, who won in Nashville last night 6-3. A viewer earlier on said, how come the Oilers always score the most goals when Jack Campbell's in net? You want to take that one? (laughs) I know they have to. I think that's kind of obvious. But I think the last time I was on here, we were talking about Jack Campbell, and I really feel like for a while, some of the former Oiler goaltenders were defending him, saying that they need to cut him some slack, they need to whatever. And he came from a high-pressure environment, so this can't be new for him. I just, last time I said I don't think he's hit his stride, but by now, I really feel like if he hasn't quite hit his stride, who knows what's really going to happen. I'm not sure he's the answer for the Oilers. But does he need to be? My my contention on that is Stuart Skinner. I said last year he's the best goalie they have, and he's the only one that remained from last year, and I still think he's the best goalie that they have. They were, the only reason, as you know, Jack Campbell was starting was because it was back-to-back nights. Mm-hmm. But Skinner could and should, I believe, be the guy going into the playoffs. Agree or disagree? I have to agree because a process of elimination. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Skinner to perform every night as well. And I was reading an article today about how a lot of NHL teams are using two goaltenders now and how it's working and what's happening. And I've never been a fan of it. Growing up an Oiler fan, you know, we had Andy Moog and Grant Fuhrer at the same time. I've just never been a fan of it because it doesn't work. It Tandem? just doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Bouncing back and forth. Generally not in Tampa Bay Lightning would agree, but the well, it's a, every team's different. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins with Matt Murray and Marc Andre Fleury worked there. You just eventually can't keep them all, and that's what happened with the orders. You can't end up keeping them all. John Ohm, Ohm in Winnipeg writes in and says, "Miss Taylor, what's on your T-shirt?" Great question. This is a. Um... It's from last year, I think. It's from the Terry Fox Foundation. So every year, Adidas releases some Terry Fox shoes, Terry Fox shirts. This is actually, this is this past year. I have one from the year before as well. But you make a donation and support the Terry Fox Foundation and you get this amazing shirt. I was going to wear a long sleeve, but it's hot here. It was a good, very good guess by John Ohm. But there is a photo of Chris Nyland that looks almost identical to that. So you're not wearing a t-shirt of Chris Nyland on it. 
Not yet, anyways. I probably never will, <laughs> but I don't recollect him having this much hair. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. I'm, you know, so listen, last hour, we talked about last night's games in the National Hockey League. There are 12. And moving into hour two, which is where we are, we like to talk about tonight's games. And there are only three. Montreal's at Ottawa. Detroit's at Minnesota. And Vancouver is at Calgary. Those two Canadian matchups are featured on a doubleheader on Sportsnet. Um, any thoughts on tonight's slate? There's only three games, which I don't mind. That's uh, easier for a squirrel like me. <laughs> it's a bizarre night for sports. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot going on. It's very rare that happens. Montreal and Ottawa, I think, is probably, in my opinion, going to be the best game. I think it'll be a really good game because I think both teams have surprised a lot of people this year. Uh, eh, Vancouver and Calgary, you're probably going to get what you get out of that. Well, Give me your take on, you know, if you could put a conversation or a camera on our conversations outside the program, mm-hmm. I think people would enjoy them. For instance, the Calgary Flames. Well, we had a big talk about the Flames this morning. As much as I will put any energy into the Flames, we had that type of talk about it. But I, I said to Rod this morning that it's really interesting because down here, everybody thinks they won out on this trade. I, I still don't think that they did. But they all think that they're just grazing through it. They love Kachuk down here. But like I said to Rod, they only have one more point than the Flames do. And Kachuk, he's putting the puck in the net randomly, but it's not really an effective times for his team. And like you said, last night's goal was a little bit of fluff. It's just they're not that much further off than the Flames are. So it's a kind of an interesting situation for everybody in both those sides to be in because neither one team is doing what I think their fans expected to have happen after that big trade. Well, it's kind of an oversimplification, I think, to look at it this way. Panthers won the President's Trophy last year. The Flames win the division in the regular season. They both get bounced in round two. They make this massive trade. And as we sit here today, they're both on the fringe of the playoffs. You would wonder if they got, if either team got better. Great question. I think that the Flames were in a situation where there was some stuff going on that they feel they felt like they had to make the trade. Losing Goudreau obviously didn't help them either. But I was shocked from a Panthers standpoint that they made the trade that they did. I'm not really sure why they chose to do that, but maybe there was stuff going on there too. They've made the public contention that it was all about money and not about hockey, which explains a lot. Here we go. Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and wants to know what you have against the Calgary Flames. Well, I'm an Oilers fan. Next question. <laughs> I thought you'd <laughs> Come go on, Jeff. far deeper than that. Oh, I, what don't I have against them? Um, Allie in Texarkana. Hey, Serena, love the hat. Do you recall where you got it? That's a, that is a vintage, like, 87 Canada Cup lid. This hat, whenever I wear it, even my own father wants to commit robbery from me. Every time I wear it, well, in Canada, people ask me where I got it. I think I bought it online somewhere, but I haven't seen it since. And it's the only one I've seen of its kind. It is nice. Mm. Well, speaking of Canada, by the way, we will get your World Junior thoughts because the team was announced on Monday. Tournament begins Boxing Day. And the fact is, we did plan to be there. That was the plan when we left the World Juniors in August in Edmonton. But things have changed. We will not be in Nova Scotia, but clearly we'll be following it very closely. And we will get to uh, your take on this year's team in a second. but. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says the Flames and Oilers are big disappointments after the early season starts for both teams. Flames, I can agree with, but would you say the Oilers have been a disappointment? No. not they, They've had disappointing times. I think there's been ebbs and flows in the season, but if I'm going to look back on this this season so far and say, am I disappointed? Not really. I mean, look at the look at the points these guys are putting up. I mean, it's not always about the players themselves individually, but you can't take away from even Hyman had a hat trick last night and everybody's pointing points up on the board. To the World Juniors, uh, not shockingly, Connor Bedard makes the team. Not shockingly, Shane Wright makes mm-hmm. the team. It looks like an offensively loaded team compared to what we saw in Edmonton last year. And uh, maybe before we even get into the minutiae of it, what is it about the World Juniors that you love so much? 
It's pure. It's just good. It's guys are playing for their country. They're not playing for money. I think that's what I like about all international tournaments, and that's what sets it a cut above. I feel like every year when I watch the juniors and I turn around and watch the NHL again, it just has this level that's it's leveled down compared to the world juniors. But only Canadians love the juniors as much as as like we're the only country that is obsessed with it. You won't even hear about it in South Florida. Correct? Oh, no, I don't think so. No. No. Uh, Plymouth, Michigan is where the USA camp's been going on right now. But just the question I was asking, I don't know how much you know of the prospects. If you saw enough of the World Juniors last year, you were there. If this year's team would beat last year's team. I mean, I mean, not having Mason McTavish is a big blow. They could have him. He's eligible to be there age-wise. Anaheim's not sending him. I feel like it's always tough to say. I feel like every year when we look at the roster, when it comes out, we know we're going to be missing some guys because they're in the NHL, but you can never really tell how it's going to vibe until a few games in. I don't think anybody would have realized last year how clutch Mason McTavish became. We all knew he was Mm -hmm. probably, probably going to be the best player, but the way he stepped up his game and Zellweger, I mean, he was unbelievable there were so many guys that stepped up to the plate that i think that it's going to be the same this year like it is every other year in that what they come together as the tournament goes along it's hard to determine it's hard to determine who's going to really some some players are just meant to perform at that level and under that type of pressure and sometimes it comes out differently kevin the medium says serena and i need to watch the world juniors gold medal game together so you guys can make that happen I, via FaceTime. Yeah, we got like to get that. a defibrillator because we almost <laughs> needed one last year. When <laughs> did you realize that team in Edmonton was special for Canada last year? I think the second game. I think it was the second game. I don't remember specifically, but I knew when guys like Stankoven were just really stepping it up and you could see guys like Bedard just couldn't keep up with the rest of the guys that were elevating their game, and McTavish lifted up, but I really enjoyed watching Stankoven last year, and that's when I thought every line, because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Stankoven was on the third line, I believe at the time. they changed the line. Right, they had to, but at that point, you could really tell Canada had, had a good team that played well together, and they all played really well. Their defensemen were unbelievable. I'm more interested in your answer to this question than you can imagine. (laughs) Here we go. John in Edmonton. Serena, what do you have to say to the CFL fans who don't want Thursday or Sunday games in the schedule? Thursday or Sunday CFL games in the schedule? Yes. Um, I just want to know why. Like, I'm just, not to be negative, I just am curious why they wouldn't want it. I mean, it's obviously at some points in the year, it's a direct contrast with the NFL, and there's other things going on, but, I mean, I don't know. Well, the reason I was interested, I thought you were going to say that you don't watch the CFL, but that's not totally correct. You went to games last year. I, we I watched, you, yeah, I watched. And you did work in the CFL, too. I watched some here. Um, whenever they're on, a lot of times they're on the NFL Network, or now that I have ESPN+, Plus, they show all the games. I like to watch the games, but for me, I don't really care, but I know he's asking what I think about what other people care. I just, sometimes I feel like people like to complain about things that don't really matter, and I just don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. I was going to, well, now that I think about you covering the CFL, I was going to ask for a Roy Shivers story, but maybe we'll wait until oh boy. after the break because that's when post media columnist Rob Vanstone will join us live and a lot of things to talk about with RV. We'll be right back. It's the RP show. No Game Plus TV today, but we are live streaming on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, of course, and on the key WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. 
Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Sports talk with a twist. That's what we do here. And uh, hey, I do have my Pats jacket on. That's a fact. There are in the dub tonight six games, including Spokane at Regina, Medicine Hat at PA, Cologne at Swifty, Edmonton at Lethbridge, Tri-City at Everett, and Vancouver at Victoria for the junior hockey fans. And we'll get around to uh, what the CFL fans want to talk about. Rob Banstone joining us, as promised, from Post Media. Serena sends her regards, RV. Uh, we couldn't fit us both on the hey, screen Serena. here. So she just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to say, hey, uh, Ted and Red Deer says, Rob Vanstone, what an awesome writer. Love his columns. He and Murray's writer rumblings are must watch as well. Talking about you guys podcast over there at the LP. Rob, can I ask you this? Would you agree with the assessment that the NHL hockey right now, if not the best ever, is as good as it's been in a long time right now? How do you feel about this year's oh. caliber of NHL play? Absolutely, it's been tremendous, especially when you look at the the young stars that are and the, with the way the just the the the, the uh, I mean, Connor McDavid's not even twenty six years old old yet, and they're just such a there's all the players are so fast now. I mean, you and I grew up watching players watching this, you know, the, uh, the defensemen who were six four, two hundred, and and just could not move, and the lumbering forwards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many players, even, even, I was watching some highlights from a game 20 years ago, and uh, I couldn't believe how much faster the game is than it was 20 years ago. I used to think that I was reserved for watching, you know, highlights from the 50s or 60s or 70s, but you look back even 20 years ago at the pace at which they play, it's just, it's just staggering. It goes from end to end in, in, in the blink of an eye. Right, Candy? Let me ask yeah. you. Yeah, you. Uh, he's got his dog, Candy, here. And for our radio listeners, trust me, he does. Uh, my cousin, Christine's watching in Medicine Hat. And she says, Candy is so in love with Rob. I'm sure you can just see it in her eyes. Vice, vice yeah. versa. She was, she was so excited to yeah. find out she was on the show today. So thanks for booking her. How about the that? The biggest star. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, the Winnipeg Jets, man. Something's happened from their fans. They've been writing in here and saying, Rod, can you sort it out? Are we good or not? What are we? Do you have the answer to that, Rob? What are the Winnipeg Jets? Well, I think this is the team that people were expecting them to be last year. Uh, they didn't really make a lot of huge changes coming into, into this year and, or this season. Uh, I think they're just getting more out of that talent. And they're doing, doing that without Nikolai Ehlers playing right now. Um, you know, Connor Hallebuck is looking like the early Vezina Trophy favorite. I think Rick Bonus has just done an amazing job with what they had. I think they just needed a fresh coat of paint there. And uh, and uh, you look at the way Mark Scheifele's playing now. He's got 17 goals and playing well in both ends of the ice. I think Blake Wheeler has, has done so much. Ever since having the captaincy removed, it'd be easy for a player at his stage of his career with all he's done and all he's meant to that city and that franchise uh, to maybe uh, mail it in every now and then. And Blake Wheeler, I think, has set the tone by not even having a letter on his jersey anymore, but there's nights that he still looks like he's the de facto captain of the Winnipeg Jets with the with the example that he sets, and I think it just permeates. Coming into the season, a lot of people thought that either or both of Shifley and Wheeler would be gone, and I think one of the biggest reasons they played so well is that they're both back and playing the way that uh, people remember them from remember them playing in 2017, 2018. Looking at the other end of the standings. And you residing in the city where Connor Bedard hangs his hat right now with the Regina Pats. Have you spent any time thinking about where he's going to end up as the number one overall pick in next summer's draft? Well, I was kind of hoping if the Jets were going to have a bad year, that this would be the one. <laughs> you, you, really, you really do wonder. I haven't actually spent a lot of time looking at the bottom of the standings this year, unlike last year, because the Jets are uh, occupying a different, uh, different uh, constituency. But uh, if, if there is a year to have a bad team, I think this is the best uh, year that you can have it since 2015 when Connor McDavid was, was selected. You know, I think uh, Adam Fantilli is going to be a really good pick too. It might, be, you might, you might, it might be one of those drafts where as long as you have one of the top two picks, you're going to be in really good shape. Uh, but uh, to be honest, I haven't looked at the bottom of the standings too much. I did too much of that last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. A couple of years ago, I said it would be Arizona, and while they are, they're not even dead last right now. Anaheim is, um, yeah. I mean, what a turtle race for the end. But it's you make a good point about Fentilli and Mishkov, who won't be at the World Juniors for political reasons. Uh, it's a little like the NFL draft. You're going to get a good quarterback coming out, 
right, in the National Football League, just like the NHL. You're going to get one even if you're picking third or maybe even fourth. Can't bring you on without an obligatory question about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and um, this offseason so far. It's been entertaining, has it, at RV? What's your take? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the offseason has been more interesting than the regular season was after the first five or six weeks. Uh, although I guess the regular season had its intrigue and its drama, but the football itself was just jury. I really liked what I heard from Kelly Jeffrey, the new offensive coordinator, when he met the media on Tuesday. He said, I mean, it's easy to it's easier to win a press conference than it is to win a game. You have by, you and I have been, have been to a lot of press conferences and a lot of games, but uh, I think a lot of the skepticism that accompanied the Rough Riders hiring of of Kelly Jeffrey and who knows how many people turned them down before they finally uh, hired Kelly Jeffrey. But I, I think based upon what he said and what he what he what he did during that media gathering on Tuesday, I think people, at least me, uh, or at least I left that with feeling more comfortable about what they've got i think the bigger issue here is is not who the offensive coordinator is i think he's going to be a good one it's can they give him the talent that allows him to demonstrate that he's a good offensive coordinator where's the quarterback can they fix the offensive line they need some receivers uh, <laughs> they've got a good running game and maybe kelly jeffrey played a role in that last year as or likely did as, as the offer as a running backs coach but that's a question to be answered is that's one one box that is checked off now that they have an offensive coordinator in place, but it doesn't matter if they don't have an offense. I go, I go back to 1996 when Paul Christ was, was in his early years as a coach in, in football and he was a Rough Riders offensive coordinator. He took all sorts of heat. He ended up, he's ended up coaching in, in NCAA, you know, football, had a tremendously successful career uh, south of the border as a coach. But when he was here, it was a revolving door quarterback all they really had was Robert Mims at running back in 2000 and, or 1996. And, and even Paul Christ, who went on to enjoy a great coaching career, uh, couldn't do much without the talent around him. And I think that's, what, that's a challenge now facing the Rough Riders, to get, is to give Kelly Jeffrey a chance. Uh, Paul Christ went on to win an Orange Bowl, as you know, with Wisconsin. He's not there anymore. But um, that's the point. The offensive coordinator is the chef, and he's being given the ingredients for the meal. But if they're not great, how good's the meal going to be? I wonder what the expectations are of this guy, Rob. Let's be honest with you. The Riders are behind the eight ball going into 2023 unless they pull a rabbit out of the hat in free agency. I mean, do you see that happening? Do you have any thoughts on who the quarterback's going to be? Well, I'm, I don't think it's going to be Bo Levi Mitchell. I, if Hamilton is traded for his rights, you, you would think by in so doing, they would, they would throw everything at Bo Levi Mitchell in order to get him to play there. Uh, and I, I think if you're Bo Levi Mitchell, you want to come into a situation where you know who your coach or your GM or offensive coordinator even are going to be a year or two or three down the road. And I'm not sure that there's that comfort level here, unless the Rough Riders can simply overwhelm him in, with money. But I think the financial package that is offered to Bo Levi Mitchell will be pretty much the same everywhere. It's just a matter of, of the both being the best fit. And I'm just not sure that's that's the best fit for a quarterback who's looking, <clears throat> you know, who's who thinks is going to have options beyond the 2023 season and wants some stability. So I think you're looking at, you know, if Trevor Harris is a free agent, the Rough Riders, will, I'm sure, will go after him with with a lot of energy. Uh, I look, I wonder if it's going to end up being Dane Evans. That to me seems like the most logical fit, considering that Hamilton now has the rights to Bo Levi Mitchell. Where does Dane Evans end up? I, I could see that being a, being a good fit here. Well, RV, I appreciate the insight. Uh, quick, but fun. As always, we covered a lot of ground. NHL, Jets, Connor Bedard, and uh, the CFL. Merry Christmas, my friend. Tally-ho. Keep in touch. <laughs> yes, and enjoy, enjoy where you are. We've got a snowfall warning here in Regina. Thanks so much for your time, Rod. Merry Christmas to you and all your, Absolutely. Uh, all your fans. You bet. Thanks for coming on, bud. The great Rob Vanstone from Post Media. The award-winning Rob Vanstone. We can finally say it. Overtime is next, everybody. Stick around. We'll be right back on YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, of course, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. 
Okay, it's overtime. It is the uh, final segment. It's brought to you by our friends at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, the Greek Freak over there, and Jennifer, who's been watching today and chiming in. They're your, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. Uh, I got a few things to get to here with Serena. I will say this. The Calgary Flames and Vancouver Canucks meet tonight for the first time this season. Flames coming off an overtime loss at Toronto on Saturday, followed by a shootout loss in Montreal. Canucks saw a three-game winning streak come to an end with a 3 nothing loss to visiting Minnesota on Saturday. There's three games in the NHL tonight, including the Senators' home to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I'm going to throw this out here because she's such a great sports gal. We've spent zero time on this today. And uh, if you have questions or comments for her, fire them at us in the YouTube chat or the 902 text line. But Serena, defending champion France, I'm reading from the Canadian Press Wire, as you see, <laughs> faces first-time semifinalist Morocco today at the World Cup in Qatar. Is that over? Are you following it? What, the game? Yeah. It starts at 2 o'clock okay. Eastern. I didn't know that. Starts right after this. France held off England 2-1 in a 2-1 quarterfinal. Morocco became the first African team to advance to the semifinals with a 1-0 upset of Portugal. The winner will play Argentina in Sunday's final. So that is the extent, as you know, of me following that. Don't uh, think less <laughs> of me, but scale of 1 to 10, how are you excited for what I just read? Well, I know what time the game starts, and if I wasn't busy, I would definitely be watching it. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Your World Cup synopsis in oh, 60 yeah. seconds or less, what is it? Oh, it's probably going to be France and Argentina. Obviously, Argentina's already in the final. I mean, Morocco's upset some teams. They were kind of like Croatia, but can only go so far. Uh, I feel like Argentina's going to take it, though. I'm with you. I'm sure you can bet on it at Bet Regal. <laughs> You can bet on Grand Slam curling at our exclusive bet uh, betting partner. I saw that. Allie in Texarkana says, I love when Serena is on the show. She is so awesome. Yes, she is. And you want to thank her for Absolutely. Yeah, the support of your wonderful company? Might she, as well. she even uh, supported me when I'm not here because she has my back when people are trying to talk smack. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you heard. She's yeah. got me. Yeah, she's got me. I love that. Well, while you're on it, she's a supporter of your company and... In exchange for coming on, let's uh, promote that business for you. Yeah, so my company is called Eat Fitness. It stands for Educate and Train. And I do online nutrition, fitness coaching, which is super great because it allows me time to come on here, but it allows my clients time to kind of work on their own. And I can work from anywhere and so can they. There you go. Eat Fitness. Look it up. Coach Serena on Instagram. Arlen Bruce the third is watching. He says, Morocco. Or France. Great show as always, RP. I think France is more athletic. We will see. He says, happy holidays, RP show. Also, what about Jacques Chapdelaine for head coach and GM for Saskatchewan? Love UAB, but they already have a coach and general manager. No point talking about it. And I don't think Jacques Chapdelaine would be in line for the job anyways. So love it. Love you. No point talking about it. Jenna in Southern California writes in, and she says Sabres are seven points out of the wild card, I believe. They were big winners last night. Um, 28. They have 28 points. Yeah. Well, you looked that up. They This morning I looked because they won six. Six, six nothing, nothing over L.A. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they have really been tearing it up. And we actually had this conversation this morning about, like Rod said, he's like, Anaheim's got to have the youngest team in the league. I was like, well, what about Buffalo? Buffalo has a younger team, but I feel like Buffalo is putting out a lot more than Anaheim is. Somebody want to look that up for us? <laughs> youngest team in the NHL. One of the beautiful things about this show and this business is introducing ourselves to the viewers. And I'd like to think they know enough about me. But they don't know that you spent a lot of years in Anaheim, Southern California, mm -hmm. so following the Ducks. Uh, so talk about your love-slash-hate relationship with the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, boy. Well, I, I definitely, there's no love lost there. I'm not a Ducks fan at all. Never have been. They obviously had a lot of, everybody's like, but they have the most Saskatchewan kids. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about stuff like that because you know what? Their fans don't even know that. They don't care about it. All they care about down here and over there is that Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup since blah, 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 blah. That's all they care about. They don't care where the players are from. They don't care that they take the trophy back to Canada, back to wherever they're going to take it. They have no idea anyway. 
But yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan. That was my first experience living in the U.S., which is a completely different animal from living in Canada. So going directly from Saskatchewan, which is a hockey hotbed, to living in Anaheim, I, I, I was blown away by just the lack of caring. People just don't care. I used to think that the 49th parallel was just this virtual line and there wasn't much difference between the two countries. And uh, now I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. It's night and day different. Uh, thank you, Ryan O'Radio at WQE. Says another great show, RP. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, appreciate you having us on your wonderful station daily. Uh, Jenna goes on to say, Paterka, Cousins, and Quinn. Oh, my. Do you think the Buffalo Sabres will be heard from? Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. We all saw Dylan Cousins. We still, here's the thing I think with a lot of players, and going back to the conversation about living in Southern California, the players that play in these environments don't get a lot of exposure in Canada. One of the things I think that knocked my socks off the most was watching Drew Doughty play live and realizing how good of a hockey player he is. You can really see when someone plays live versus when you're watching them on TV, how talented, how aware they are of the whole ice. And Drew Doughty's one of those people. And I think that's what happens in Buffalo. People underestimate them. Even same thing with New Jersey. I don't think anybody expected New Jersey to come out the way they are. But, yeah, I think Buffalo is kind of waiting in the wings. It's going to happen. Even the Devils general manager, Tom Fitzgerald, said he's surprised with the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. And we only have a minute. But you made this is why she is the best hockey analyst out there. And I'm not even going to draw the distinction, male or female. She is. You pointed out the Ducks, why they're struggling so much. It's not the coach. It's not talent. It's... Their captain is gone. You, if your captain is going to retire, why would you not set up a plan in place so that you essentially come back to nothing? And I'm not saying they don't have talented players, but like Rod said to me earlier, when was the last time you heard about Zegras? When was the last time you heard about, I don't even remember. Troy Terry. Yeah, guys that should really be performing, but it's a different environment there, but set your team up. And the fallout is the 32nd team in the NHL. All right, Serena, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you on the World Junior Special. Absolutely. All right. And also, thank you to Mike Benton. Thank you to Rob Vanstone. Thank you to the Moose. Thank you to the entire crew at IKS for flying the ship. Most importantly, thank you to you, the viewers, as Kevin the Medium says, wow, two hours go by fast. Love the show. Love you guys. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on... McFly, hello! Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now! Awesome! Let's go! Approved! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.